0: welcome back to another week of real true facts it's so good to have you with us my name is tina belcher
1: and i am phil woods not that one
0: Not that one. Last week, we were challenged to do an episode that is less scary than the ones that we have been doing. Uh, I think our topics have been a little heavy. So we're going to talk about something that I think is near and dear to both of our hearts.
1: Yeah, I, I, yes, Bigfoot is near and dear to my heart. Um, you know, I'd love to say that he, he or she or they, they're, they're always friendly, but just like a human, you know, there are times where, you know, they may be a little aggravated or you may be invading their space. So I don't, uh, I, I'm just maybe prefacing the episode by saying it's not all sunshine. Sure. Um, just because they are living, uh, breathing creatures.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know, you could be having a bad day. Sometimes you have a bad day. It happens. Bigfoot. I won't say they're only human, but for lack of a better term, they're only Bigfoot. So they're they're doing what what he can. Um. So so you like Bigfoot? What about Sasquatch? Do you do you subscribe to any of those other names, Phil? I uh,
1: I do like Sasquatch quite a bit. Uh, Bigfoot. Not a not as much a fan of Wood Ape.
0: Uh huh.
1: Um, or some of the others, because um, Bigfoot is classic. Uh, but a and,
0: Yeti is a different thing, though.
1: Uh, as far as I know, yes, Yetis are a different kind of species. Um, and then um, and they, so they fall under a different category. Uh, maybe we'll be able to draw some lines uh, when we bring in Dr. Seymour. Yeah. Um, and, and get that science foundation that we uh, so desperately need.
0: Yeah. I mean, because I, I love Bigfoot. I love that he or she uh, or they are a, a staunch conservationist i think they are just the number one friend to the animal kingdom to nature's kingdom um and and correct me if i'm wrong i, I think a lot of the american tall tales were really based on bigfoot like i think johnny appleseed was kind of a bigfoot legend um that Paul he would Bunyan. yeah definitely a bigfoot legend
1: uh the john henry the steel driving man we know yeah. that wouldn't be humanly pro- possible no it was Most probably probably bigfoot big, bigfoot uh, definitely bigfootedly possible
0: yeah yeah i mean there's just giant because i know bigfoot is kind of exclusive to the american northwest and so i, I and, I, and, I, and I, california
1: I, they do pop up other places uh, oh them. really yeah they've uh, I know they, uh, they they're all over um, they are certainly they're secretive and they like mm-hmm. to keep their own but I think they've popped up in other other places
0: well we'll get into that with Dr. Seymour and we do have a very special guest with us today
1: yes uh, I I myself have not really gone to a lot of official parks but I'm being told that this is an official park ranger correct
0: yes yes from a very very important and very recognized park as well we won't spoil it now but you've definitely heard of this park
1: yeah i i just i'd go as far as saying prestigious
0: yeah it's not like bob's park like this is like the park when you think about national parks see maybe i've already said too much maybe i've already run it
1: yeah i mean if (laughs) if you think of a a national park uh you know name three you you can't you just name the one (laughs) Yeah, this is is going to be at the top of of that list. This is it. Uh, so maybe the only one on the list.
0: Yeah. So we are very excited to have him here today. We'll bring him in a little later. Uh, we'll get to some of the science goodness with Doctor Seymour. Um, but first, and well, now it's time for.
1: Did you know, no. Tina? Did you know the first guitar was made as a joke to appear as a giant ukulele?
0: Whoa! No. But did you know the container store boosts their profits by charging 50 cents for the air that comes inside every container?
1: Hmm. Computer keyboard keys were designed to emit the same frequency as a typewriter key to ease the user's transition from analog to digital in the 1980s.
0: That makes sense. That makes sense. That would have been dry. Phil, did you know Red is not really a primary color you can make it by mixing three different colors together which is referred to as a tertiary color coca-cola's legal department has eliminated the names of those three colors so regular people can't make their own shade of red
1: wow yeah kitty litter is highly explosive and was the first kind of gunpowder ever used gun manufacturers deemed it too dangerous so it hasn't been used since the revolutionary war
0: Thank God. Well, did you know the first oven mitts were made from severed bear legs? But don't worry, that bear was an asshole. Hundreds of years later, the Hanna-Barbera cartoon Yogi Bear premieres in 1958. Guess who it it was about?
1: Uh. Guess. Uh The oven mitts.
0: Yeah, it was about that bear.
1: Wow, that was yeah. a lucky guess on my part. <laughs> it
0: was. Wasn't it? This has
1: been, did you know? Did you know? So this week we are talking about the inimitable Bigfoot or Sasquatch. Um, uh, He has a lot of excellent names Mm -hmm. and maybe we can get some other variations on that. Uh, And uh, we have a great uh, ranger guest with us this week. But first, why don't we bring out uh, our in-house science expert, Mr. Dr. Seymour.
0: Yeah, I got that mainframe all queued up here. I pre-downloaded it. Dr. Oh, Seymour. Oh, nice. there it is. Hello, Ooh. I'm
2: here. Right, Tina and Phil.
0: Sounded good. Sounded good this week.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Healthy. Excited to be here. Good. So we're talking about Bigfoot. So first of all, what um, I mean, what is a Bigfoot? Um, Bigfoot, or as I
2: think a lot of people are also familiar, the Sasquatch would be a a member of the great ape family. It's a upright walking, kind of almost human-ape hybrid. Um, it would fall in, in the family of primates, along with we humans, orangutans, gorillas, um, chimpanzees. But it is going to be in a different genus or species, obviously, than, than humans.
1: Okay, so primates, uh, they are the ones uh, who don't lay eggs, correct? Yes, no eggs
2: um, for primates. There's also a... The, yes, um, so primates don't lay eggs. They do, however, eat eggs. All primates have to make at least 5% of their diet for at least one year of their life on the egg of another animal.
0: Okay.
1: Right, that makes sense. Yeah. uh, Eggs seem to define so many different species, whether you're making them or eating them.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I ate eggs this morning for breakfast. I, the, the, the parallels are really uncanny.
1: I craved eggs and apparently it's in my biology. That's
0: so weird. I mean, we talk a lot about missing links. I think this is probably the third show that we've brought up a missing link. And there's a lot of talk that the Bigfoot or Sasquatch could really be the missing link between humans and our human ancestors or even apes of some kind.
2: Yes, um, there is a lot of reason to believe that even though that connection is millions of years old that it it is likely that someone something maybe someone you know Mm -hmm. right right at that line if we're talking how human are we talking um has been able to survive because the step right before becoming human is obviously still an intelligent um species is one that can use tools is one that can communicate um so to think that 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 would have died off but humans would have survived all this time um is uh is pretty unlikely
0: yeah i mean you mentioned communication and i think that's such a huge part of of being alive and being a human but when we look at bigfoot and from my perspective, he doesn't really seem like he's that good at communicating. I mean, we have footprints, we have sort of interesting, unclear sightings. I mean, is this a new way of communicating? Is this an old way of communicating? It it doesn't seem like something that would be so closely related to a human. Would I I feel like the the way that he, he doesn't want people to know that he's there.
1: I, I, don't, I actually am kind of interested in this myself. Sorry, I didn't uh, want to intercept you, Dr. Seymour. But, but I can relate to this on a human level. Um, I don't like to leave a lot of tracks, and I spend uh, long, long uh, amounts of time not wanting to deal with any other living beings or creatures. So I think I share that with, uh, with the Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's, um, you know, maybe that's a, a trait that's been bred... Sure um, back to, yeah, back to you. Uh, you know, what's your thought on that, Dr. Seymour? Is it just maybe they're good at communicating, but they just don't want to? Yeah, it's um, it's there's a this is where someone who's had more direct contact
2: with a a Bigfoot would be a wonderful uh, a wonderful um, this resource. Is someone who's yeah had a direct connection with Bigfoot would be a wonderful resource. It is very likely that with so few big foot or big feet um, out there that they wouldn't be communicating with one another all that much and wouldn't need a highly developed language as such. Um, Any communication could be very limited. It could be much more similar to other primates or even to other animals that do not, that are less social animals, just uh, a communication as needed, as you were saying um, Phil, you know, I don't want or need to communicate with others, so you, you do it in a very limited way, only when trying to pose a threat or threaten or somehow otherwise fighting for survival
1: Okay
0: So it's body language that's really what we're talking about here is not a verbal communication but a physical communication by either it's like that fight or flight thing As you either remove yourself from a situation or you put yourself into a situation. And I think in the case of the Bigfoot, his need is to remove himself from things. So maybe that's where humans get this fight or flight response is this This thing that has been bred in our species over so many generations, and that the bigfoot could possibly be the missing link between primates and humans. I mean am I super far off on that or
2: no I, th- I do think that that's very likely, but then the even if if we do have evidence of uh, the Bigfoot as the missing link, there's still so many other questions about how and why some evolved some didn't what is the reason is there is it self-isolation was there some personality of individual um, hominids that turned them to or kept them as a Bigfoot whereas others evolved to humans or is there some a biological reason why some went one way some went another
1: at that point in history so that sounds like a good question for our, our park ranger once he comes on is we yeah. can maybe find out about some uh the direct communication uh uh he has had with bigfoot uh, and maybe maybe we'll be able to you know get get some more details on oh well you know bigfoot's just kind of quiet just kind of keeps to himself right or you know or it's you know what bigfoot's just really awful at communicating in general so i'm, I'm hoping the um our, our guests can, you know, uh, expound on that a bit.
0: Yeah, maybe, you know, hopefully. It, it, I think with a lot of things, especially when we're dealing with animals or, or something that doesn't have a verbal language, I think a lot of times we want to project our feelings onto that creature. Like we have our dog, our dog looks at us. We're like, oh, the dog loves us. It's like, well, we we don't know that for sure. We're projecting our own emotions onto that. So I think having a person on who has had these encounters with Bigfoot is really going to open it up and give us some insight because I I guess my, my looming question is how can something be that big? And I think when I think about that, I think about the sloths that were around during the ice age, like those things were gigantic. Those things were like 10 feet tall. And so we know that things like this did exist. And so it's very interesting to me to see how they're still existing to this day
1: yeah i think that's interesting as well um maybe we should uh i, I i'd like to get into it with our yeah, special. I know, I know. take a quick break and uh and and come back and uh dig deeper with bigfoot
0: so that's good we'll be right back guest today joins us from Yellowstone National Park. Yes, the Yellowstone National Park. The one and only. Uh, He has been a park ranger for 15 years, so I think it's safe to say that he's a lifer. Uh, And he is the number one expert in Bigfoot Um, as far as communication goes. I think he has um, the most, I guess, hours clocked communicating with Bigfoot. So we are so excited to have him here. Please give him a real true welcome to ranger steve littles thank you guys applause.
3: thank you for having me
1: so ranger steve you've been a ranger now for 15 years is that correct
3: 16, 16 years
1: wow so oh, yeah. how how long have you been uh well i guess i should say when was the first time you saw bigfoot was were you a park ranger oh was shoot it yeah park ranger in training year
3: one was the first time i ran into that guy and uh off and on for, for, for up until my present day career.
1: Wow. So is, is there one particular Bigfoot you normally deal with? Have you seen, well, seen that, them all over the place or what's That's a bit of the
3: misconception that's happening is there's only two. Um, people think there's many. Uh, okay. Yeah. There's okay. only two and they're both male, which is why there isn't any more. Oh. Yeah. They can't procreate together because they're male. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, there's one in Yellowstone and there's one over in the Olympic national forest. And every six months they venture halfway, meet up and, uh, and exchange some, some wood taps, which is their form of communication. They do it through tapping of wood on trees. It's a bit like Morse code, except it's backwards.
1: Hmm. How do you mean backwards?
3: Well, instead of ABC, you know, so on it's, it's Z X, Y, and so forth.
1: Okay, it's backwards.
3: Back. It's, code, it's coded. Yeah, yeah. It's their own. It's their own universal form of communication. You know, I'm not. To be honest, it's it's so hard for me to understand that I don't often get to get to figure out how they they establish this this form
1: of communication. So I've I've heard of those, um, you know, the the wood uh, the tree knocking. What about the Bigfoot calls? Is that a real thing? Uh, is it just them having a good time? Well, is there I mean, any I, with that?
3: oh, I'm sorry, Doc. I didn't. Um, yeah, I mean, they with the calls more more than anything, it's just other animals. The Bigfoot's a pretty quiet species a specimen. Even. It's a quiet specimen, and uh, oftentimes won't ex, won't exuberate. Any any vocal vibration or noise of any kind. He's an introverted type of guy. Yeah. So okay. so communicating vocally is just gonna put it in a vulnerable state. You know, it's not wanting to draw attention. Oftentimes the photos you see, he's spooked. He's not trying to be photographed. He's just trying to be. And uh, so the calls the calls are all tales tales of the I don't want to say crypt because they're still alive, but you know what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. yeah so. okay so more excellent uh, uh, parsing of what's fact and what's fiction. And another thing I do want to clear if you don't mind, you know the,
3: the I just the reason why they call call him Bigfoot is because one of his feet is normal size. Oh it's just one that's large.
0: It's just one it's just, what, what, what's the, it, what's the size discrepancy we're talking about here?
3: Uh, for the larger
0: one? yeah like this between the i guess regular size one and then the larger one. Oh
3: gosh it's a good seven inches
0: oh wow that's big. seven
3: and a half on a good day depends yeah so that's why it's big foot
1: big, foot. And not big feet yep because it's, big the, feet. it's singular yeah, yeah.
0: so I, I guess just walk us through how you became that guy to be the one to to be, i guess be in the inner sanctum of the the two big feet or big, big foots, I guess. Cause there's two of them.
3: Yes. Yeah. Big, big foots.
0: How, how did you come about to be that person that they let into the inner circle?
3: You know, it's just, it's just kind of a funny story because I was just, like I had said, I was, I was year one. I was in training. I was out there, uh, in Yellowstone doing, doing my, my daily, daily walks on the trails, inspecting the trees. And, uh, I, you know, came across Bigfoot and, uh, and, uh, you know, he obviously scared the, scared the bananas out of me. And uh, I just froze, didn't know what to do. And he also froze. And then he began doing the wood taps. And I thought to myself, that sounds an awful lot like Morse code. Mm-hmm. But it sounded like Morse code backwards. Yeah. And I knew Morse code through my Ranger training. So I communicated backwards through Morse code to see if he was of danger. Yeah he just what? he he just wanted he just wanted just to not be picked on you know not be photographed he just wanted to be and just communicate with another being of a different species without just trying to get something from him
0: yeah I mean, I mean he's like the ultimate celebrity he's the ultimate recluse he truly is he people tries. just want to take photos they just want to know that he's there right
3: and well they technically think- the two of them but, but yeah for this yeah. person yeah you know refer to the one yeah but uh, right, the, so after that, it just kind of it just, you know, I don't I, I can't go find him. He finds me. That's how it happens.
1: Wow. Yeah. yeah so the, I would think the more reclusive, the more desire we have to see whatever it is. Um, what do you and, mean by
3: reclusive? Uh, could you could you define what that is? Um, a,
1: a recluse. Um, um, That's so an animal, it, a wild animal. Yeah, he doesn't the uh, an animal or really anything that doesn't want to be seen or bothered. Oh, that's the stuff we want to see and bother. No, no different seen. than a, no different than a snow fox. No, mm-hmm.
3: different.
1: right. I I uh, I would definitely think that, that is correct. That's as a different well. episode, though. <laughs> so, so many, most of us have only seen these blurry pictures and secondhand accounts. What um you know you've seen Bigfoot? What does it look like?
3: It's it's To be honest, those pictures are just poorly, they're, po- they're poorly photoshopped. They didn't use the right, they're, they're smudging everything. Honestly, I have crystal clear pictures at my house where I'm at right now, I'm looking at it right now, right on the wall. Um, he looks like a bear that was mated with a beaver that also was part human. I uh. mean, it's, and I say beaver because the texture of the beaver fur is more accurate to what the texture of the bear fur is for Bigfoot. Like so, a very water-resistant. It's a water-resistant, it, and, and it's a lot. It's a lot finer. It's a lot finer, and uh, and the color's more spot-on. Per se, I'd say the color's more spot-on. And how tall was it? Tall? To, uh, Gosh, I mean, he, he grew he grew several inches since I've known him. He's only getting taller. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank goodness we we get a little smaller as we get older. But <laughs> he, I think he's roughly. I think now he's probably eight eight seven eight wow. seven.
1: So it's a, it's a, it is a, a large beast then. It is.
3: Well, we don't use beast because it's, you know, it's not politically correct, but yeah, it's a, it's a large big foot.
1: It's a large animal. Yeah. Well, have, and,
0: you, have you seen both of them together?
1: I, I got
3: the opportunity to venture over halfway to the Olympic national forest, um, three springs ago. And, uh, yeah, I did. And, uh, it was, it was beautiful. It was beautiful to see both of them at the same time with me in front of them, watching them watch me, watching all of us just be together. And one unison group sitting in a semicircle around a campfire. It was, I, to be honest, it sounds a little far-fetched, but it, it 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 was the most beautiful moment of my life.
0: I got chills when you said that. It, oh, like straight up, like I could visualize it and I got chills.
3: I am getting chills just thinking about it. I'm getting chills in the, in the inside of my throat. Wow. Yeah.
1: So, wow. So why are they meeting up? Is it, is it a feeling of purely of, social, purely okay. social?
3: They don't have much human interaction. I know they're, they're introverted, but they, they still got that little butterfly inside that needs to get out every so often. That's why it's every six months.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And, uh, and it, it's, it's just to just go and communicate and, and wood tap with another being who just gets you, who understands you, who has been in your foot per se.
1: Now, what, um, what are they talking about when they, when they have these meetings? Like I said, it
3: is I do understand the language, but it is a little difficult because they do speak it so fast. It sounds like a woodpecker they're tapping so fast. Um, but I can only right. guess that it's nothing but pleasantries because they just have the largest smiles.
0: No. You think so, it's something similar to English if you're able to understand the similarities?
3: Yeah, I would say it's either English or Chinese, one of the two. Oh,
0: okay. I mean, those are huge languages.
3: Yeah.
0: In it's the world. too. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, these are things that I've never heard before about Bigfoot, so I'm so happy to have an expert like you on to be able to educate us on it because, I mean, I I only know my information from the American tall tales. Like, like we said, we know that stories like Johnny Appleseed and Paul Bunyan um, – you know, the oh, was it, what, oh. Waco Waco's bill or what, the, bro, the tornado. It's like all those things where people were larger than life. Mm-hmm. That was probably things that Bigfoot had done. Oh, but well, it was hard. To, yeah. Hard to wrap your brain around. So I was like, oh, this is a large person. It's like, well, what else is a seemingly large individual? That's Bigfoot.
3: Right. So right.
0: to be able to hear that, that they're able to sit and chill and have their own language. And
3: if they chill, I mean, they... Cheese is their favorite, aside yeah. from eggs, like Dr. Seymour had mentioned before. I mean, they're full on vegetarians, which is yeah. a forward thinking way to be. I mean, they're just the most innovative little creatures you should yeah. say they make. I mean, I say little, but mine couldn't say our pick.
0: I want to talk a little bit about their conservation efforts because we know Bigfoot is a, a very big advocate for nature mm-hmm. and is very peaceful in that way. Um, What are some things about the parks, maybe um, animals you've seen return or like like bees maybe have returned due to the efforts of the Bigfoot, things like that, that you've seen that we know that they're, they're putting in the work?
3: The bees have, the bees have been back and the bees are back stronger than ever. The bees are back stronger than ever. Bigfoot is a huge, he's got a lot of buzz. For those little things, uh, yeah, yeah, because you know they they provide him with a sweet sweet honey, and uh, and and oftentimes Bigfoot will help the bees build the nests. You notice they're round, yeah, yeah. That's that's the work of the Bigfoot. He's an excellent sculptor when it comes to hives. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, so yeah, the bees are back stronger than ever. The wolves, the wolves are dominating. I mean, they're, he's domesticating them a little bit, but they are still just, they are just flourishing in Yellowstone. It's really got everything going. I mean, the fish are jumping. They didn't used to jump like they do now. In the, in the 16 years, they, I haven't seen fish jump like this. Wow.
1: Yeah. So I don't want to be a downer, but it concerns me that they're both male and they're the only two left. Um, in your uh, you know, in your expert opinion, uh, having dealt with animals uh, for so long in your life, what's the future like for, for Bigfoot?
3: Well, it's grim. It's grim. You know, they don't have a lot of time. They don't have a lot of time. And like I said, they're both males. So, I mean, what else can you do? You can't just put one inside the other, you know? I, uh, Mm. I, uh, you know, one's got maybe another couple thousand years and the other one's got maybe a few hundred. So the timing's all off, the timing's Mm. all off the future. And and it, it does, it does hurt me to say that to you because, because the being is just so majestical and you just want it to be forever, you know, you want it to be forever.
1: I have to, we have to, we, I really want to try and get to the bottom of this. Please. Dr. Seymour, are you still with us? Yeah. I don't. Yes. I okay. I'm with you. Sorry. Is there a way, can we clone a Bigfoot or grow one in a test tube or a beaker or a Petri dish? How, how can we, it sounds like we're going to have to intervene in one way or another to, uh, to perpetuate the species.
2: Yes. With critically endangered species, um, there's only so much um we can do like zoos are, are taking up as much uh, carrying as much of the weight that they can bringing opposite um sex uh members of those species together obviously we don't have that as an option but it has been a decade or more since we were able to successfully clone a sheep um so at this point we we have the the first logistical question of how to get the necessary DNA to do that, Um, trying to observe and learn as much about the Bigfoot during that process so we we can learn more about how to to raise more Bigfoots naturally, if if that's the way that we are hoping to do that. But also the ethical dilemma of, is it our place? This group here, we all love Bigfoot, and, and we would celebrate both of them and we I would were,
0: die for bigfoot
2: yeah you're me you're yeah me. and i mean there's no question that, that us and many of the listeners w- would feel the same way and want this species to grow in an appropriate safe um environment for them but um uh, i i know that there are haters out there and as as we know in the scientific and the um, the rap community haters gonna
1: hate.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They always do.
2: They
0: always so do. So
1: Ranger Steve, uh, uh, can have you can you think of personally, or are you aware of any cons mm-hmm. to perpetuating or or keeping the Bigfoot species alive? Are there you know, you know are there are people who consider them pests.
3: There are people who consider them pests, and you know, like Dr. Seymour said, you know the haters are gonna hate, and there's nothing you can do. Um, you know, part of me, part of me thinks that, yes, we should step in, we should step in and step up and use today's modern day technology to further enhance the development of the Bigfoot. But there's also a part of me that's, that's like, well, is that in God's will? Mm -hmm. So, and you know, it's going to just be hard to get that DNA out of the Bigfoot. How are you going to do that? I mean, you can't just... Mm-hmm. You can't just pick and prod it, you know. That's not how you get the DNA.
1: You know how you get the DNA. You know how you yeah. get the DNA.
0: Yeah, old-fashioned way.
1: Old-fashioned way. And well, there unfortunately doesn't seem like there are a lot of people close enough. So, I mean, if if this is going to happen, uh, going to happen, it sounds like Ranger Steve. Um,
3: there been mean, I've I've communicated in the ways that I can, the best of my ability, to let them know that hey, if you're looking for something, if you're looking to further the species of your beautiful source of energy then i would be happy to remove that dna from you and put it into a tiny little test tube and take it to where it needs to go to get tested to get to get cloned to get duplicated times a thousand i don't know how many we need to have a thousand two thousand but there's just it's it's just it's it's back and forth for me
0: it seems like because what you said that there is a big age discrepancy between the two of them. So it sounds almost like you have the, the wolf and the cub, you have the, the wise Bigfoot and you've got the young buck.
3: You couldn't have said it better.
0: Tina. So, yeah. So it's like maybe the wise one is imparting wisdom on the younger one. And, and maybe because they invite you into the circle, Maybe they're holding on to that shred of truth that maybe you'll have some news for them about the, the future of their species, but also because from what you said, they seem really happy. So when they're hanging out and they're communicating, maybe there's just a peace and an acceptance there. between the two of them that they are the last of their species and they're just going to have a nice time and do the best they can to uh, perpetuate life in other forms in the
3: uh, wilderness 100% you couldn't have said it better because they are at peace when they're sitting there and they're and they're laughing and they're wood tapping i mean it's the, they are they are true buddhists in that way they're just being wow
1: um i i i I th- think uh i think we're gonna have to take a quick break here and and uh come back and really explore the options because i don't know who else out there is is doing the work that needs to be done
0: yeah maybe that's something we can post to our listeners is to uh put their feelers out and see if they know of anything maybe we can make a connection today but let's take a quick little break and we'll be right back with ranger steve littles
1: This week, we are talking about a Bigfoot with Ranger Steve Littles. I am Phil Woods, and uh, with me, as always, is Tina Belcher. Uh-huh. Um, and we're dealing with some really heavy stuff. Um, it, it's enlightening, educational, moving, sad, happy. I mean, it's, it's a whirlwind of emotions.
0: It is, and I have to admit, because... I have been in such the spooky, scary zone with our past few episodes. I thought, okay, we'll get into this Bigfoot thing. It'll be super light. We'll tell some stories. We'll have some laughs. You know, we'll talk about butterflies and little baby bunnies and stuff like that. It'll just be super light. But actually, sure. the show has kind of pivoted and and taken this sort of like solemn, very – um, Almost like there's a reverence there to how we're we're talking about Bigfoot today, because there is this element of impermanence that we know that someday these two Bigfoot aren't going to be here anymore.
1: Yeah, it, it sounds like, you know, a lot of people like to try and take photos and hunt the Bigfoot and, you know, all of this nonsense. But uh, I think a lot more attention needs to be paid to, hey, we're not seeing them everywhere. And as it turns out, there are only two. So what are we going to do? We have to do. Is it our place to step in or yeah. are we playing God? And if we are playing God, is that a bad thing?
0: Yeah, there's I mean, a huge ethical um,
1: yeah.
0: element to all of this, and I, I think you know we've got Dr. Seymour with us as always, but I think that we have the best guy with us today. Uh, Ranger Steve Littles is still with us, uh, talking more about Bigfoot and maybe weighing some of those ethical concerns that we have. Right. And um, uh,
1: he made an interesting comment when he said they're the, the most pure uh, form of, of Buddhists. So that's almost a different way to frame things when we we ask, well, should we be playing God? Well, yeah, I, I think it can
0: be a very selfish way of thinking. It's like there's only two Bigfoots left. We need more. It's like, well, if, if they've been around for, for ages, for eons, it's like maybe this is the time to let them bow out with grace and maybe leave us with some with some lasting lessons that we can take forward and you know just cuz physically the bigfoot aren't there anymore spiritually they can be with us every day
1: Right. All, all good things must come to an end. And, um, you know, we uh, have uh, proven in our past episodes the existence of, of ghosts and, mm-hmm. and entities after life. So what's, you know, what's so wrong with having uh, Bigfoot ghosts or ghosts of Bigfoot? Yeah. And I kind of want that. I, that brings me to that. That's a pretty good question for Ranger Steve. Have you encountered any spirits of the woods or of the park? Um, you know, spirits of other animals past or and even bigfoot
3: well i've definitely experienced witchcraft in the woods for sure 100 percent. yeah i uh there's a lot of spooky stuff going out there and there is some there's some wiccan hiding out over in uh in yellowstone so yeah there's a lot of witchcraft and and you know yeah i have seen the spirit of animals and in the essence of the air at night as i stare into the stars and i and i see the shooting stars and i see the moon so bright and white and I, uh, I do feel the presence of, of past and present and future beings and, and spiritual questers. So I, uh, I definitely can, can say yes to that.
0: Are you ever afraid in those uh, moments? Afraid? Yeah.
3: You know, I'm not. I'm not afraid because I just am being in that moment. There's nothing to fear. There's nothing to fear. I, uh, I learned that in Park Ranger Day 3 that there's nothing to fear. And uh, that's part of their motto: is there's nothing to fear. So kind of kind of ingrained in my in my in my own body, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, well, I think the saying is, "Rangers are here. There's nothing to fear."
3: That you're—it's <laughs> like you were a ranger yourself in a past life.
0: Well, I mean, ranger adjacent, we'll say. <laughs>
1: yeah, and it, it, it harkens back to a time when all mottos and slogans had to rhyme. It was yeah. just. It was necessary for for the day. I it's mean, old school, yeah. Yeah, that's just how things were.
3: Um, well, the rangers, you know, we keep it very traditional.
1: So, right, and that's there's supposed there spe- to be a
0: lot of uh, pomp and circumstance when it comes to uh, rangers and and traditions. I mean, we were talking about secret societies on a previous episode, and um, I mentioned how my grandfather was a Freemason, and there's tons of rules that has to do with that. And so, you know, I have to ask you, like. Is, are these principles something that you've just adopted yourself, or is there some kind of oath or rules that you have to uh, adhere to being a park ranger in, in such a prestigious national park such as Yellowstone?
3: I mean, there are, there are rules for sure that I need to adhere to, but, but more than anything, it's just come from within. So it's just it's just – it feels right to do what's right it doesn't feel right to do what's wrong. It feels wrong.
0: Yeah. And maybe that's why the Bigfoot ultimately chose you to be their uh, proxy or, or I guess whatever you, you want to call it. They chose you because they can probably feel the, the purity. They can feel the, the stillness within you and, and that oath that you took personally to dedicate yourself to the uh, to nature.
3: I just want to say yes. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that.
1: Yeah. Have your um, any of your fellow park rangers had any interactions? I wonder if you know. It sounds almost trite, but are there any bad eggs in the park rangers that maybe in turn had bad experiences with Bigfoot because of their own negativity? I wonder if there is any parallel there. Oh, one
3: hundred percent, Phil. Yeah, one hundred percent. I uh, my, my my second day, there was a guy named Paul. Mm, Paul was just a awful just a grump, and uh, he had just gotten divorced and lost both his kids in a fire. And he he was out and just filled with this negative energy. And I get that we have hard times, we all have hard times, but Paul was just radiating this negative, negative vibration. And he and I were out in the country and we were in our four by four doing uh doing wheelies. And we, we came across this hillside, parked out, I had to take a urination. So I went out there, I took a peek, and Paul, just a Debbie Downs, he started complaining about his divorce again. And, and I said, Paul, it's been six you, years. What are you come expecting? On. Come on, Please. you need to get over it. And and sure enough, we saw we saw my guy. Hmm. We saw my guy. And and Paul just let out this negative because huh, he didn't like the way he smelled. Mm-hmm. And the thing is the way it, those are pheromones. Those are Bigfoot pheromones. Those are not bad smells. Those are what pheromones smell like.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So Paul bled out this, uh, and I looked at Bigfoot and I said, I, and I and I would tap." And I said, "I'm sorry."
1: I, I, that that was one of the uh, a huge moment of uh, body language communication. i you know where Bigfoot could see the apology just coming out of you because of you know the proximity to your your fellow park ranger and you said, you know, feeling just embarrassed and apologetic. And uh, oh. I, I think that maybe that was one good step towards, toward uh, communication.
3: It was really kind of a breaking point for us to be honest, Phil, because he, yes, he could see it. He could see that I was apologizing. You know, I used to act for a few years. I dabbled in Hollywood for a few years and acting oh, wow. Wow. before becoming a park ranger. So, you know, That's I studied right. Meisner and, and I, and, 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 and I know, I know how to, send someone a message through my eyes only and entirely through my eyes Mm -hmm. and 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 by the grace of good god i'm a born again christian by the grace of good god bigfoot was able to recognize that and he spared me that day but but gosh he did not he did not he did not spare paul
0: what happened to paul
3: he got eaten he got eaten alive Oh my God! Yeah, he got eaten alive by a black bear. Black bear came out of nowhere, and Bigfoot did nothing to stop it. And the black yeah. bear just tore <sighs> him apart. Yeah.
0: Purely coincidence? Do you think Bigfoot summoned the bear?
3: It's hard to say. I didn't pick up that kind of vibration from him because I was so busy locked eyes and communicating through my deeper soul, through his deeper connected soul to the source. So it's hard to say that he was busy signaling a bear. I honestly just think it was pure coincidental and wow. just all luck.
0: Well, I'll ask Dr. Seymour, it's got to be the pheromones. It's, uh, you know, how, because we, we talked about the scent, and if someone thinks that a scent is not good, I think that means that their body chemistry just isn't gelling, it's not lining up. So I'll ask Dr. Seymour, how important are pheromones in a situation like this?
2: They're incredibly important. And the, um, the other thing that this shows us, which is which is thrilling to me, is how close the connection between human and Bigfoot remains, despite obvious differences. Um, pheromones, get a, um, a butterfly's pheromones or an ostrich's pheromones have very little impact on me and mine on they. But when we have that, that um, historical and evolutionary link with something else, uh, the way our bodies are made to sense one another in that way is incredibly significant and that it that connection or lack of connection that that came in that encounter shows a lot and um, also shows how important all the other ways of communication are because we we want to pretend that written and spoken language is communication but our bodies are communicating so many ways and Um, it's it's very it, it's wonderful that Ranger Steve was able to turn that his body language into a positive connection after such a negative encounter in that circumstance.
1: Yes, it's almost uh, you know as humans we don't say oh man that that butterfly stinks because we we don't have that uh, that genetic link that you mentioned. But you know a, a Bigfoot oh well you know the the it's our bodies are. Sp- speaking close to the same language um and that's uh, it's exciting in a way it really is
0: yeah i think so um man that's that's just fascinating and you know i'm sorry that happened to your fellow ranger but yeah I, it was
3: you know, what it is you know you know there's nothing yeah. we can do about it you know it's it's, yeah, it's, not, it's all in god's hands
1: yeah, I mean, I would say that I'm sad uh, for uh, for for Paul, for Paul's loss, but to be honest, he just sounded like a negative Nelly and he needed to go and Nature knew that and Nature doesn't play around, so hey, I find you know. a way. <laughs> yeah. it always does. Well put, Tina.
0: Thank you. Um well Since we just talked about murder, let's let's lighten it up a little bit. Um, I want to ask Steve, uh, because we're talking last week about aliens and being able to communicate with them and not really being sure if they share the same kind of sense of humor that we have in your adventures with Bigfoot. What are some of the things he finds funny? Does is he have a sense of humor, or is he just a very like stoic, very serious being? He
3: is the light in the sun. He has such a a need for humor. He he only he, his biggest gag is he love he loves to play on physical comedy. He's a big <laughs> physical comedy guy. You know, as right. someone who doesn't really speak vocally, he he oftentimes you know resorts to to the physicality of things you know and he's also he's playing in, in mother nature's womb so why not he, you know the endless source of trees and shrubs to to hurt yourself in and, and and do bits
1: right i and i have to imagine being that tall you know you have uh you have a lot to work with uh in in that tool set as well what's um do you have a favorite uh, bigfoot uh bit or um or routine my
3: my favorite is when he goes into the river and he acts like he's going down a flight of stairs. Oh, <laughs> That's a time. classic.
0: That's a classic.
3: Where are you going down there? Where are you going? What's down there? You know,
0: what's the down basement? He's <laughs> going to the basement. <laughs> no,
3: to the bas- basement. He's going to Aquarius or whatever that place is called. I don't know oh store. my gosh
0: that's so funny ha, is he any receptive to technology like have you shown him any sort of old videos maybe some chaplain or some mm-hmm. he
3: has an iPad that he picks up through 3G uh, Verizon I have that set up for him I gave that him as a gift two years ago for Christmas <laughs> that's,
0: so, that's so nice
3: yeah it's the larger one it's on an iPad Pro um, it's 11 and a half inch because he's got those big fingers
0: Sure.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, but I also got him the Apple Pencil because it's a lot easier to navigate on the screen so so yeah, he does have, he does have, he's, he's receptive to technology. He's still learning. He's doing a lot of tutorials. I know it's been two years, but the thing with the Bigfoot is they learn very, very slow. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people know that they think they're very quick and they are quick on their feet, but they're not quick on their mind when they're learning technology.
0: Sure. Well, it's, you know, they haven't needed it for thousands of years.
3: Yeah. So it's a, it's a whole new ball game, but, but they're, they're quite receptive. Um, he's got a couple Apple pods. He's, he goes through them so quick cause he just loses them.
0: Yeah.
1: Or, yeah, that's gonna happen in the woods. I imagine it's it may be more difficult to keep track of things with other animals running around, uh, taking.
0: It's hard to do. Uh, taking things. Is he able to communicate with you through the iPad? Um. Well, well
3: through drawings. Yes, through drawings. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll will open up uh, Procreate and uh, he'll, he'll doodle a couple drawings and I'll doodle back and a lot of times it just ends in smiles and hugs.
0: Aww. If it's like talking to a friend that you've had forever. You just, you know, sometimes you can just say so much yeah. without saying anything at all.
3: The things that I've said to him, I he he's more he's like a brother. Yeah, he's like a brother with with so much more hair and in yeah. and, and leathery leathery foot pads, um, but 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 a brother nonetheless.
1: And How did that? More- Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I wish more conversations ended with smiles and hugs, but I,
0: I, I wish maybe that's a lesson that we can take forward into the world is, you know, more more smiles and hugs, less. Hostility. Um, I, I did want to ask, what, what's the personality differences between the two? Because it sounds like you have your guy who's in Yellowstone and then you have the other one who I, I believe you said is, is, is he's the older one. He's in Olympic. Yeah, the other one in the
3: Olympic National Forest, he's going to be he's going to be younger.
0: Oh, he's the younger one. Yeah, right. Be
3: younger. So he is as stubborn as an ox or as stubborn okay. as a Bigfoot, as we like to say together, because <laughs> he's, uh, he's just so stubborn in his ways.
0: Stubborn but still pure of heart, or 100 percent
3: pure of heart. Yeah. He just, you know, that that egoic Bigfoot brain just sometimes gets in the way.
0: Oh, he's the young one. He's got a lot to learn. So hopefully, learn. I can teach him some more about uh, the responsibility.
3: Yeah, yeah. But uh, he's he's a great he, he's a great fisherman. Um, he sets some free though, because like I said, he's vegetarian. But gosh, he loves the fish
1: mm-hmm. for the, the sport. Yeah, sure. Yeah, for <laughs> the, the sport. challenge. So, uh, going back to some technology and things like, um, have you ever played music for them? Have they, because we always talk about music as a universal language. So I wonder if, you know, if you ever, you know, threw on uh, some tunes, uh, how they reacted, or you know, if uh, they they go crazy for
3: Bon Jovi. They love some Bon Jovi. They freaking go crazy for the guy. Yes. One
0: you give give love a bad name.
3: Oh, you give love a bad name. That's their favorite. You think it's the hair? It's I think it's I think it could be with the hair, but also I mean, John Bon Jovi has such a beautiful voice.
0: Mm, Such a beautiful
3: voice. I agree. So natural. It's natural. It has that that purity of heart that I see also in the Bigfoot in both. (laughs)
0: It's, oh, yeah, it's, it's like a, it's, it's a voice that sails above instruments.
3: It sails a million seas, Tina.
0: Mm-hmm. That's wow. good taste. That's just good taste. It's
3: good musical taste.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, uh, this has been so insightful. I, I mean, I feel like we could, uh, you know, go on and on, but... Um, I'd love uh, to, Phil. Yeah, yeah well, well um, why don't we take a quick break and, um, and come right back uh, we still have to get to our, 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 our mail bag but um, I, I do want to try and finish things up best we can because there's always more to talk about when it comes to Bigfoot
0: little break we're talking today with ranger steve littles from yellowstone national park about the bigfoot and i must say i feel like because we're heading into the home stretch here i i kind of feel like a better person after talking about Bigfoot and talking about Ranger Steve's experiences with this being and to Bigfoot actually, um, and being invited into their life and getting to know their inner workings, getting to know their communication styles, sense of humor. I feel uh, I feel a sense of well being just knowing that someone like this is out there.
3: Yeah. That's the I, Bigfoot's work, to be honest. That's the Bigfoot's work.
0: Yeah.
1: And we went into this episode, you know, oh, well, we don't want to be too spooky, and uh, it'll be, uh, you know, uh, rainbows and sunshine. But as it turns out, it does giving us the same feeling that rainbows and or sunshine might. It does, uh, and it, a yeah. Positive message
0: in another way. Yeah, you know, it's not it's not fluffy, but it's it's peaceful. And you know, we're talking about you know different faiths at one point, and um, I think we have a lot to learn from Bigfoot and. It is bittersweet because these are the last two, but maybe not. Maybe something might happen. And we still have possibly thousands of years with these two. So there's still many lessons to be learned.
1: Yeah, a lot of reverence there. So a lot of reverence. So um, uh, Ranger Steve, um before we uh, before we wrap up uh, today's episode, um are there any I, w- I would say parting words from you, but possibly parting words from Bigfoot?
3: Oh well, one hundred percent. You know, I did let him know that I was going to be taking this uh, this this call, and uh, so you know, I I told him that I would represent well, and uh, and and ultimately, you know, Bigfoot is love. Bigfoot is love. He is the divine energy and connection to what is the source of existence. So we need to remember that the next time we're trying to snap an IG photo or or get on the Google Maps and and try to find him.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, also, just. We gotta stop the hate. I know the haters are gonna hate, but we gotta stop the hate. It's just bad energy. It's bad energy for me. It's bad energy for you, Phil, Tina, Doctor Seymour. It's just bad energy for all of us.
1: Right, and I we saw what you know with Paul. What happens to bad energy? Um, the universe quickly uh, takes care of that.
0: Yeah. Whatever whatever you put out comes back to you.
3: It truly does. It truly does. Yeah. Form bear. And bear. A lot of people want to know what they do when they see a bigfoot, and. You know, my my number one thing is just don't panic. You just stop, drop, and roll. That's it. And if you're on a hillside, it's a little better. Mm-hmm. A little distance in between gives you some more security. Bigfoot doesn't need security, but you might. You might.
1: So, oh, so you're recommending if we see a Bigfoot, we should kind of maybe uh, keep our distance.
3: I wouldn't say keep your distance. If you stop, drop, and roll, you won't need to keep your distance. But if you do it on a hillside, that's for you. That's not for him. Okay.
0: You will be rolling away. at that point. Drop,
3: you will be rolling away from that beautiful experience.
1: Okay. It's
0: I mean, I, I could what if you forget that? Is, is there something
3: If, if you forget it, that, is, then you just remember what you do when you see a fire. You stop, drop and roll. Stop, point. drop point. and roll. Yeah. Oh, stop, drop and roll, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, but if you forget that, I mean, like I said, just be chill. Just take a couple Meisner classes, learn to translate that love through your eyes into another being of life and into their deeper soul of connected divine.
0: it's like with seeing any celebrity. It's OK if they talk to you, but you shouldn't talk to them.
3: One hundred. Yes. Yes.
0: Exactly. So. You you know, never
1: meet their eye line. Never look yeah, them in their. Never look uh, in them in eyes. the yeah, eye. They are, uh, by their nature, better than we are. So right. it's, it's important. and and
0: usually very good looking. They
1: are very good looking. <laughs> and as we yes, and that makes them more trustworthy Most as well.
0: Trustworthy, yes. So, um, yeah,
1: they are better, uh, better people um, I, than yeah, we are. I, I, yeah,
0: we just open our hearts, approach it that way. And if you remember, if you're not completely starstruck, cause I don't know what I would do if I saw bigfoot but um stop drop and roll stop drop and roll maybe maybe sing out some bon jovi in the process of so they know you're cool that's the thing is they
3: hate it when other people sing bon jovi oh they don't like covers yeah. they don't like covers but they <laughs> I have do. to agree with a bigfoot on that one
1: yeah
3: 100 yeah. but just if you could play it just honestly if you're gonna go camping just get a video loaded up just so you can play it for safety. right
0: for safety,
1: real thing. Yeah, no one wants. No one wants to hear someone else singing. Put your That's- lunch up
0: in a tree. No, and 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 last Bon Jovi.
1: Some excellent words to live by.
0: Excellent, excellent words. I, I mean, I think this has been just so illuminating and wonderful. And um, so I, I definitely want to thank Ranger Steve for coming on today and sharing his experiences with us. And going forward, I hope we are able to spread the message of the Bigfoot of this love and hope and understanding and maybe go forward and be better people. Um, so thank you, Steve, for joining us today.
3: Thank you guys for having me. This has been a true pleasure. And, and, and I know that Bigfoot is more than pleased that this has happened today
0: and wonderful. and please tell bigfoot that we love him unconditionally
3: to be honest he already knows
0: ah oh, it's like santa
3: <laughs> he's a big furry little santa not, not without a little belly he's good getting- yeah
0: a little bit wonderful steve thank you Very so much light. and uh thank you to dr seymour dr seymour do you have anything else that you'd like to add before we close up our science bunker today
2: Oh, nothing today. Just been a, a real joy to to hear the, the positivity and, and the, the hope in this tough situation.
0: Yeah, I couldn't say it better, better myself. So we'll close up our science bunker here. Thank you, Dr. Seymour. And uh, thank you, Steve Littles. Um, man, Phil, I just I feel really good. Yeah, with a, lot of, posi- a lot
1: of positivity and enlightenment and uh, just good vibes that yeah, um, good vibes. hopefully it'll translate to our viewers and listeners and readers mm-hmm. and watchers so that um, they can pass that on uh, throughout the rest of the world. Um, you know, so check, you know, while you're listening to this on iTunes right now, give it five stars and then pass it on to a friend.
0: Yeah, pay it forward. That's the lesson of the Bigfoot. Uh, I think it's a good time to mention that if anyone has any tips, uh, any sort of science tips, any sort of thing you know about the Bigfoot, maybe ideas about how to preserve the species, if that's the route that the Bigfoot wants to go, uh, any sort of questions or comments, they are always welcome to send those to us through our email address at real true facts, mail at gmail.com. And they can always go to Instagram and follow us at real true facts, And we have tons of info behind our episodes. And you are also able to contact us there, um, with any of your Bigfoot queries.
1: So, um, speaking of email, do we, uh, what does the mailbag look like this week? Uh, uh, what have you chosen? Uh, what ah. can we address this week?
0: Yes. Um, Let's see. We do have a few emails. Uh, we are also on YouTube. You can listen to our shows on YouTube. We don't have any YouTube comments today. Um, these comments come from our, our uh, uh, Podbean um, platform that we're on. Um, this says, uh, you guys are awesome. We love the show. My wife and I grab a glass of wine and listen after dinner. Thank you so much for saying what so many of us always suspected about the world. That uh, comes from Robert.
1: Oh, thank you, Robert. I'm yeah. glad that uh, you're sharing the show with a loved one.
0: Yeah, this is this is uh, this episode in particular is very good after dinner show. I feel like very good for the digestion.
1: Yes, love is uh, one of nature's greatest digestive aids. Yes,
0: uh, we also have an email on a Real True Facts mail uh, Gmail that says Ghost Lady. This is from Anonymous. It says, that ghost lady sounds hot. Is she single? You guys should do a show about psychic stuff. Um, I, I believe the ghost lady, that was Eleanor Darkness that we had on from our Poltergeist episode. She is single. So uh, you can always hit us up. if you, oh. Yeah, if you want to get with maybe, her, I, I guess maybe we can
1: send us a profile or something. Like yeah, your... we can. And we can uh, pass it on to her. Um, yeah, well, so we can, we can, can get her stats. She likes it, yeah.
0: Yeah, we'll get her stats up there and get your stats. We will do some matchmaking. Um, you guys should do a show about psychic stuff.
1: Psychic stuff. Wow. Yeah, so, that's that's
0: kind of loaded. That's a lot there.
1: Yeah, psychic stuff. Because I mean, that's not unlike you know our poltergeist show. Uh, can you guys do a show on ghost stuff? Yeah, so,
0: we kind of narrowed it down. Um,
1: there. But uh, I think that's uh, that's a perfectly good. Uh, perfectly reasonable request for us to to delve into next week.
0: Yeah, there's a lot there. We've got telekinesis, we've got uh yeah, you know, we talked about mediums, but there's you know, mind reading, there's yes.
1: yeah. you know, yeah. there's
0: empaths, there's I mean, uh just crystals, yes. things, there's tons of things. Here. Yeah. And, more. and a bag of chips. Um so yeah, uh, why don't you join us next week and we'll talk about uh, psychic stuff. I use my air quotes there. My psychic stuff.
1: Right. So, yeah, more good vibes hopefully to come. Um, Be sure to uh, check us out. Uh, We should be available on all your favorite podcasting platforms like Spotify, iTunes, Um, you know, leave us a comment, give us a rating and uh, pay it forward.
0: Yeah. I actually Googled us today and uh, I, I Googled real true facts podcast Mm-hmm. And we are just all over the Internet. We're everywhere. We're like the only thing that comes up. So um, it's like you just have to throw a dart <laughs> in the Internet and you'll be able to find us. So uh, do as Phil says, if you like us, send the show to your friends. Uh, we have said this many times before. We are a public service. So we are able to do our jobs better if you get the word out. So we can't do it without you
1: viewers and listeners. Yes, thank you.
0: Yes. So thank you today again to our guest, Dr. Seymour, uh Yellowstone National Park Ranger, Steve Littles. Thank you for joining us. Uh and uh thank you to my co-host Phil for doing the work. And thank you to all of our listeners yet again. Uh we love you to pieces. This is the show about love. So we love you. We can't do without you. Uh please continue to listen and my dear viewers Just because you hear about it or read about it doesn't mean it's true. We will see you next week.